Legally Blonde, Suits, My Cousin Vinny. All badass lawyers, all different. Which begs the question, what type of lawyer do you want to be? Don't waste another second thinking, ugh, I don't even know what types of lawyers there are. Trust us, we've been there. Let's put a stop to that once and for all. Go take the 90-second quiz from new lawyer now what coach Angela Vorpal to give yourself a clear picture of the best fit type law for you. Go to www.whattypeoflawyerquiz.com and take the quiz today. Once you've taken the quiz, send us a DM on Instagram to let us know what type of lawyer you got. We can't wait to hear. Calling all zero L's starting law school this fall of 2023. Are you tired of hearing the same old advice that there's nothing you can do to prepare for law school? We feel you and we've got you. An awesome friend and supporter of the podcast, Angela Vorpal, is hosting her signature free 1L masterclass all about the law school strategies to know before you begin to set yourself up for the grades you want 1L year. Angela graduated in the top 1% of her law school class and is a master of law school grade strategy. So trust us when we say you are not going to want to miss this. Check it out at www.1lmasterclass.com. That's the numeric number one. And grab your free spot before they fill up. Guys, you're not going to want to miss this. This is going to be great. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Ladies Who Law podcast. I'm Sam. And I'm Haley. And this week, we have a jam-packed episode with a lot of y'all's questions. Um, We asked you guys on Instagram what you guys wanted to know about the upcoming bar exam. Not only the upcoming bar exam, but the bar exam in general. Um, We're both uh, bar exam veterans, uh, multi-takers over here. So (laughs) I feel like we have some good... Yeah, like um, we have um, some good insight on this stuff. So I'm I'm excited to answer y'all's questions. <laughs> we definitely have some insight. Whether it's good, <laughs> you'll have to be the judge. We are definitely uh, veterans, like you said, Samantha. So yes. Oh, and disclaimer. And everything we said on here is educational purposes only. We're not saying if you do any of this that you are going to pass the bar exam on the first time or the second time. We don't want to give any guarantees because everyone learns differently. And I just want to put that out there because some people take a lot of this advice and will try to do it verbatim, but that might not be the best for you. So just, you know, be self-aware. But uh, yeah, just a little disclaimer. Yeah, no. Great disclaimer. I mean, I am still working towards getting my overall license. So yeah, this is just uh, our ideas in how we uh, feel about this experience. So yep. first question that we got, thank you so much guys, by the way, for submitting all these questions. So how many hours a day did you study? Well, <laughs> um, I think it, I'm going to talk about the first time compared to the second time. And then I want to ask you, cause you're doing it right now. So I want to know mm-hmm. like how you're studying comparatively. So like okay. first time, 
I think we both were doing like long days, like eight hour days, maybe. Um, I mean, I was taking long days. However, the second time I was not because guess what? I didn't pass the first time. And I'm pretty sure it's because I overworked myself like a mule, like, um, <laughs> like not kidding. You yeah. need to relax. You need to take breaks. And we'll talk about that. There's some questions about like fatigue and stuff, but I would say five max six hours. I would recommend max truly. What do you think? I think that's a great baseline. And the reason is, is that is how many hours a day you will be testing. So you need to be at peak performance and during those times, right? And it usually starts at 9 a.m., goes to 12, three hours, right? Ideally. And then, you know, 1.30 to, what is that? 430, 4.30? 4.30, 5. Yeah, there it's you like go. It's like 1.30, yeah. So make sure you can work in those times. And then anything else is additional. Yeah, no, I agree. And do you think now that you, because you only have two points, right? So it's not like you're learning everything from the beginning. So are you still doing like five hour days or are you finding that you're able to take less hours? I wish I could say it took less hours, but that's not true. Um, yeah, I would say that's basically been my general rule of thumb. I mean, I'm also taking a live class. So that is from 9 to 1130. Central so that kind of builds in, yeah, some hours. So do you count yeah. that as your hours? I don't even count hours. See, and honestly, that's a good thing to do because like, I, I know the second time I wasn't tracking my time exactly like I did the first time, like a psychopath. Um, yeah. And it's almost like freeing, isn't it? Not to have to like write down your time and just like be confident that you've got enough time and like stop when you feel ready. Yeah, it is nice. But I also <laughs> think that that comes with a lot of heartache too, to be honest. You know what I mean? There's a lot of rejection that I faced by working so hard and basically, like you said, working like a mule, working yourself to death, that it just, I knew that I couldn't keep doing the same thing, but that doesn't mean you can't work a lot. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like so you still have to put in the effort. Exactly. You have to find that happy medium and it's like you feel older and wiser <laughs> like each time um, that you go through it, I guess. And mm -hmm. this time... I don't track it because it's kind of like tracking your calories. All of a sudden you're just like OCD about it and it kind of becomes a problem. You know, um, this can be the same thing. Your, your, your obsessive compulsive disorders can really show up and, uh, cause it's really easy to just try and half ass it. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, just putting in more and more hours isn't going to get you anywhere. Totally agree. So if you are being recommended to do eight to 10 hours a day, I would seriously look at who's recommending that and not follow that advice. So moving on, what did you guys focus on while studying, memorizing or practice? So I think the correct answer is a balance of both. Ding, ding, ding. 
the first time I focused on a lot of practice. I didn't focus. I didn't focus on memorizing really at all. The second time I focused on more memorization. This time, um, I'm trying to do both. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really hard to do the memorization part though, because that's the part that requires like the hard work and the stuff that you can't really say like, okay, sit down and do this and it's going to work. <laughs> you know, you have to, um, I mean, maybe if you wrote out every outline, but like who the hell's going to do that? And I just like, there's a lot of things, but it's like, it's like doing really meticulous, but like monotonous task. Right. While also just hoping that because you're showing up every day and trying to remember this information that it's going to work. Yeah. Um, I would say first time was a lot of practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also started memorizing, I feel like a little late the first time, yep. at least for me. Um, the second time it was, I felt like mostly memorization with a, like just sooner, you know, like it wasn't mm-hmm. more memorization than practice. It was like a mix of both, but just doing it sooner. So you know, like I don't really understand how you can expect to remember what you learned in week one and two of bar prep if you don't mem- start memorizing at the beginning, you know? Yeah. And I definitely think there's some things you're going to be able to memorize quicker than other things. And yeah, I'll touch on that again when we get to like, what do you do after you've gone through all the subjects? So yeah. All right. Next question. Themis or Barbary? And can you apply to be a Themis rep? It's personal preference. I mean, at this point, like either or. Yeah, you know I mean, I, mean, I do it think really... you get more out of Themis. Um, but can you apply to be a Themis rep? Yeah, if you want to, mm-hmm. do and it. I'm pretty sure if you do, you get like free bar prep or like a discount or something. So definitely apply. But there's you also a have lot to work of for that. Prep. So like that's true. You know, just keep that that's in mind. True. Um. But I will say that there are a lot of bar prep companies, so it's not just Themis and Barbary. So widen your horizons if you are looking, you know, if you're planning on taking the bar in February or next July, like you're starting to think about what you want to do. There's more than Themis and Barbary. So, oh, this one kind of, this applies to you more. Planning celebrations, travel before or after bar exam, thoughts. So you went on a trip after the first bar exam. Mm-hmm. When did you plan that? Like how soon? And, you know, do you recommend it? Um, yes, I think it's a great thing to do. I just had an amazing time and it was a great celebration um, and super relaxing. I definitely wish I could have done it the second time. And of course, I wish I could do it now. But um, I planned it in the spring semester. So before graduation, but after spring break. So sometime then, and, uh, we just went to an all-inclusive resort. So paid everything up front and bought our plane tickets a little later. And it was great. I recommend definitely to go on a trip if you can do it after, but like before the exam, I think that would be great. I think it would be super invigorating and like get you ready, you know? 
But uh, I know not everyone has that luxury because sometimes graduation falls on a weird day and like bar prep starts in the middle of May. So, you know, if it, if you plan it for after, it's like something to look forward to, which is really nice. For sure. And I know a lot of people go on post-bar trips. So, okay. How do you memorize everything? You're not going to be able to memorize everything. I think that's something you kind of have to like come to terms with. Like you're not going to know by memory every single thing that you learned during bar prep. Mm -mm. I wish you could, but you can't. So you're going to have to figure out a condensed version of the material that you can memorize and focus on the highly tested topics. You're going to want to focus on, you know, certain parts of the law of each subject. And I realized uh, how some parts of the law can be your kryptonite, right? Like privileges and evidence or remedies and contracts. And you realize that those are these larger parts that are tested and they're like four to five questions on the MBE. And that's really what you're memorizing for, I would say, is the MBE. Mm -hmm. But for, you know, essays and MEE, you really want to kind of understand the material at a little bit deeper level. And that will also help you memorize it. Yeah. And um, obviously practice helps with memorization. Um, And also, like, you have to figure out how you memorize before you take the bar um, the first time. So if you are an upcoming 3L and you're going to be taking it next summer, like, figure out this year how you memorize. Like, not kidding. Because you're not going to want to figure that out right at during the bar. But also if you're taking the bar right now and you're trying to memorize everything, realize everything is a subjective term. Yeah, no. It's in by everything that, like you said, it's everything of the highly tested topics, which is like a portion of everything you're learning. Um, and just if you don't have like, you know, your bar prep doesn't tell you like what the highly tested topics are for some reason, so Google it. And go to JD advising. Yeah. There's so many websites that literally will have like the highly tested topics, the exact subjects and everything and just focus on those. Yes. All right. Okay. This one is, I don't know where I want to live after school. Should I just take the UBE? So I was thinking about this one and the issue is, is that to take the UBE, I'm pretty sure you're going to have to register with some state. Mm Mm-hmm. So with that being said, yes, I would definitely take the UBE. I would also take it in the state where you live. So if that means you're living where you go to law school, then take it in that state. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, she, you know, what if it's like, oh, it's Florida, then. Um... We'll be right back. Hey guys, we want to take a moment to talk about something that has been a game changer for us busy lawyers, Audible. Yes, Audible has been our go-to platform for incredible audiobooks, offering an extensive library of thrillers, nonfiction, autobiographies, and mysteries. And guess what? We've got a special treat for you. Audible is offering a free trial to our listeners, and all you need to do is check the link in the show notes. It's the perfect opportunity to experience the magic of audiobooks without spending a dime. Speaking of thrillers, I know you are currently hooked on Never Lie by Frieda McFadden. Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about it? 
Absolutely. The twists and turns and never lie have kept me on the edge of my seat during the workday and even when I'm on my daily walks. It's like having a suspenseful companion wherever I go. And for those looking for some financial wisdom, I have been engrossed in My Money, My Way by Kamuku Love. It's packed with practical advice on managing finances, perfect for anyone trying to navigate the complexities of money management. What we love most is the flexibility Audible offers. As lawyers, our schedules can be unpredictable, but with Audible, we can enjoy our favorite books on the go, whether we're stuck in traffic, hitting the gym, or waiting for a court hearing. So if you're ready to embark on a literary journey and discover the joys of audiobooks, click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Audible. Trust us, you won't want to miss out on this fantastic offer. And we actually do have a question, which I'll just skip down to because this kind of talks about it. But they are going to school in Minnesota Mm -hmm. or something, and they want to move to Wisconsin after graduation, right? And Wisconsin has their own bar exam, um, and then there's the UBE. So they were wondering if they should take the UBE or the Wisconsin bar or both, I would say if you're moving to Wisconsin and you know that you're going to be there and like that's where you want to live and like you're committing to that place, just take the Wisconsin bar, you know, like you're not going to be able to use your UBE score in Wisconsin. So yeah, that's how I would approach that. There's so many different options. And I think every single one of us that goes through this process has like such unique circumstances. So with that being said, at the end of the day, the worst case scenario is you have to take it in both places. So just go ahead and tell yourself, I'm going to take it in both places. And then when you, you know, get in the process, just do whatever is the first natural one. If it's taking it in Wisconsin or taking the UBE, do that. And then you can decide if you want to take the other one. But also mm-hmm. this will definitely go in beer with the way your life goes. So, you know, just remember, okay, worst case scenario is this, and I'm going to work with what comes naturally. So how do uh, the next question was, how do you know the transfer process for each state? So on the NCBE website, it's listed every single state and it has like the score. And then it says, you know, this state has a special portion of the law um, that you have to do. La, 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 la. Okay. Um, that's going to basically walk you through it, but you're going to have to usually click on the website and see like, does it have its own character and fitness? Some of the character and fitnesses are through the state and they have their own state website while, you know, other states do it through the NCBE. Um, So that's a good place to start. And then obviously, you know, if you're like, okay, well, I'm interested in going to Colorado, I'm going to look here, you know, um, after you get your score and you're thinking, okay, maybe I want to move. What, what, what do I do? Um, I'm not going to lie. It costs a lot of money. That's probably like the biggest thing that holds people back. You know, yeah, whatever we're talking oh, about, it's like, oh, just look online. And it's like, oh, just apply. And it's like, okay, that's going to be $1,200 minimum for most places on the cheap side. So, yeah. 
And I guess going along with that, because you already went through the UBE score transfer, people were wanting to know, like, how were you able to do that so quickly? Because usually the turnaround's a little longer. <laughs> Luck? I mean, I'm like, is that where I get my, is that where my luck comes in? I don't know. I hope not. I mean, I thank you, whatever. Um, but it's like, I guess I think because I had already gone through the character and fitness of Oklahoma. And whenever I sat for the exam in February, I have now gone through it for Texas. Um, it's, this is just a really good representation of how our states are like separate entities. And now that I've gone through the process for Oklahoma, um, whenever I went through the transfer process, I'm pretty sure it was a super easy process because they go through the NCBE for their character and fitness. And I just had to add a few things. And Oklahoma does like a proxy swear in. So I was able to get sworn in here in Texas. So, I think that that's why it moved a little bit quicker. Um, I think it, let's, let's let me, let me think. Let, it probably took about like what, two a, months, a month and a half. Cause I, I turned it in around like April 21st and then I got sworn in on the night. Quick turnaround. So if you guys are planning on transferring to Oklahoma, um, it might be a little quicker for you. Who knows? Or that being said, yes, go ahead you know, whenever people are talking about where do I go, what do I do? The first thing and the biggest commitment you can do towards a state that you might be interested in is to go through their character and fitness process because you have to pay money to do that, just like with everything else. And go ahead, pay the money, get that process started because that's going to put a little commitment into the, in the fire behind you. And you usually have to start that process if you want to sit for the bar exam at a state anyways, even if you are taking the UBE. So yeah, just wanted to add that tidbit in there. <laughs> no, that's, that's great. And a lot of people were asking about, and like, we got like 10 UBE transfer questions. So I just put it in there once. Cause like ask you 10 times, <laughs> but um, it's obviously something that a lot of people are interested in. I don't know if schools are not like sharing the transfer process with their graduates or no, what? Yeah, they're not. Probably not. Um, but yeah, so it's all available out there and we're going to be so nice that we're going to put it, the link in the show notes for you guys. So you guys can go look at the NCB website and see all the states you can transfer to. Yes. All right. Okay. A few more for today. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> we're- Y'all, we're going to have, I'm going to, I'm just telling you guys right now, there might be a part two and three to this because you guys had so many questions and it's hard to just answer them in one way because, because we've taken it more than once. I think we just have a lot to say. You know? Yeah. And also like, I just feel like sometimes the questions are so, you know, poignant that you're like, yeah. okay, I really like, how do I, there's no like, yes. Mm-hmm. No, it depends <laughs> always. <laughs> always. All right. Okay. Um, what were y'all's practice MBE scores like first time and second time? <laughs> this is like so humbling. <laughs> <I know. laughs> okay. So first time I will say we both use Adaptabar. Okay. Um, I would say my scores hovered from like a 57 to a 61%. Um, more leaning on the 50s. More, more like, that was like the, 50s the range, you know? 
Um, on my good days, low sixties. Um, but yeah, first time around, that was kind of like my range. Yeah, and I think like you were 55% like, is what I would say for my first time. And then yeah. I would say my second time was like, we'll say 62 to 65%. It was in okay. the sixties. Yeah. Finally, like, you know what I mean? People are like yeah. the sixties is where you have to be. Yes. And for my second time, I was between 65 and 70. So I think that 60s to 70 spot is like prime. Okay. I want to like give that. my insight on this because this is like some scientific hypothesis shit right here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly I have taken it twice in Texas. You get the score breakdown. I can see how I did on all my questions. I can also see the percentage basically that I got. So I was scoring in the range that let's people consider is the good range. It's the cushion range. It's 62 to 67%, like you said, mm-hmm. um, on a hundred questions. That's how you should judge it. You should judge yourself mm-hmm. on a hundred questions and it, what you get on that is how you should judge. Okay. So if I was scored on the bar exam, let's say, I can't remember right off the top of my head, but let's say 55%. So what I mm-hmm. scored on the previous time when I took it, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that you also need that cushion because you, you, it always depends on how you perform on game day. Yes. Like you need that cushion because your brain in the way that you think is just contorted. And like, er, yes. At least it definitely is say- like if you are a numbers person and you're like, I want to be hitting a certain number to be like super comfortable, this might seem a little lofty, but I think 70%, like if you're hitting 70%, like you're fine, you're good. You you can miss those experimental questions and a few more, um, but I'm going to throw some shit at you. That's like so whack. And you're going to be like, is this experimental or not? You know? So but also I can see somebody hearing that and being like, I'm going to go throw up because I'm getting like 30%. Okay. What I have to say to you is, yeah. What do you say to them? Listen, all you can do is work towards a higher score. Don't be like, Oh my God, how am I going to get up 40%? You guys like, that's insane. Like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. Because that exact mentality is honestly fucking you up. That's the whole reason that I need a cushion for game day because I freak the fuck out. And I think that when you get inside your head and you get really freaked out because you we're all numbers people, we're all fact people. We all like to have goals and reach them. So I know that all of you guys are going to try and be like, okay, I need to get 65% because the lady said to get 65%. To get 70%, I need to get 70%. But I, I do want to say this though. When we say 75, 65, 60 to 70%, we're not saying that like as your collective, like MBEs, all of them that you've done together, like your adaptive score on adaptive score. Yeah. Like that's not what we're talking about. We are strictly talking about when you, exactly. Mm -hmm. We are strictly talking about when you go and take 100 questions and that's how you should judge yourself. Don't, exactly. Who cares if the first time you took a hundred questions, you got a 20%. The next time you take a hundred questions and you get a 60%, that's what matters because guess exactly. what? Your collective percentage is going to be like what? A 40%. That's not reflective of how you're doing. Yeah. Because so, you're also learning when you take those questions. So that's a very good point. And I think that that is key because you're going to freak out a little bit when you hear that. Yes. But yes. you're not talking about 
your QBank score. We're not talking about your overall score that you've been taking and you get all these freaking questions wrong one after another, but you're learning, you know? Yeah. Okay. So that honestly, F that score, whatever it's up there, the adaptive bar score, your QBank score, don't even look at it. It's literally a lie. Like, trust me, it's a lie because it says so many of the questions. Because you're a fucking hundred. You know yeah, what I mean? because also guess what? You're going to take questions and you're going to get a 0% sometimes. You're going to do yeah. 10 questions and you're going to get a zero. And guess what? You're not stupid. Okay. So no. yeah. And yeah, it's going to hurt, but you're just going to keep going. Yeah. And guess and what? Questions are like my, the main Would you of my rather existence? get a zero now than on the exam? Like yeah. do the questions, learn from them. You know the drill. Yeah. Okay. Why do we have to take it though? Wasn't three years of school enough? Yeah, so cute. Agreed. Yes, I feel that. Like, yep. yeah. I mean, we're all in this, so we're all in this. Abolish the bar. Okay. <laughs> all right. How do law school bar courses prepare you for the bar? What are those classes like? I just want to say disclaimer. I do not think that my bar class was any prep or any help to me. Um, I would have not taken that had I had the option. Um, that being said, what are your thoughts, Haley? I agree. I don't think it helped me. I'm taking it for a third time. I think, the <laughs> yeah, I think that's for enough. Itself, Your Honor. Yeah, like, yeah. So we're just gonna skip that. That's that. That's that question. If you, you guys have a great bar passage at your at your school or a bar, bar class, and yeah, they take have a great bar class. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If um, it's sketchy, maybe avoid not. Okay. if you can. Yeah. Sometimes they force you. Sometimes they take you in. Yeah, because they're like, oh, you weren't like straight A student in law school. Let's make you suffer. That doesn't exist, remember? Just so you know. Yeah. Okay. 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 Mm -hmm. Moving on. Supplements. All right. Aside aside from... (laughs) Barbary. That's sad. Okay. Because we know all of them, don't we? Like, I feel like at this point. Okay. So if you are asking this right now and you're taking the bar... Mm-hmm. And you can only spend a little bit of money on a supplement, and mm-hmm. you only have Barbary. I would highly recommend investing in an MBE prep, but the um, quiz thing, like Adaptive Bar, U World, the JD Advising has one. Um, there, yes. I would invest in that. I would recommend that too, and I would also recommend the MBE one sheets and MEE one sheets from JD Advising because I think that they're not. Gold. Ch- too much money, but you want to talk about memorization. There you go. That's a great place to start. Yeah. And like, we can both attest that everyone that we know that used them, like that was like towards the last two weeks of bar prep. It's like, you kind of, those turn into like your lifeline. Yeah. I literally took mine to the bar exam and had them in the car just in case. I actually reviewed it like a psychopath in between essays. And guess what? One of the essays was on there. Anyway, she didn't tell you guys that she also slept with it under her pillow, just in case. You know, I actually <laughs> used to do that in high school and in college. Like a, In college. In college. Worked. I'd like I go to bed like after a frat party, like go to bed, be like, oh, I have a toast tomorrow. Put a book under my pillow like it's going to do something. Like Osmosis? <laughs> oh, guys. Anyway, in college. Sorry. Um, all right. We only have time for, I think, two more questions, guys. So we are definitely going to be doing another one of these because you guys had a lot of questions and we want to get these out to you because we know a lot of you are studying right now. 
Um, but let's just do a few more. So general bar prep motivation. They're really struggling. Okay. I want to end on that one. I want to answer okay. the next one first. Study okay. schedule when working a full-time job. How full-time is your job? And is this your first time to take it? Or is it your second time? Or is it your third time? Question There's mark. a lot of factors that go into like so, being able to pull this off. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's very possible to sleep very much if you do this. That's what yes. I'm going to say. Because and there's I will not say, only 24 hours in a day. We had a very good friend of ours who did work full time. I'm pretty sure till a week or two before the bar. Um, and she would do a night class, but also she would stay up till like 11 studying. And it's kind of just like a sacrifice that you have to be willing to make. If you find that you're a night owl, maybe that would work for you. But like, I could never, I could not work full time and study knowing myself, um, yeah, that it can be done. But some people like study at work and like do all these things, but it's a lot to juggle. So study schedule overall, I would say try to get in at least three to four good hours of studying every day. Um, You're going to have to probably study like six to eight hours on the weekend. And what I will say is that if you start your bar prep a little early because you know you're going to be working, Mm -hmm. usually they'll set a schedule like you can set up like your schedule and it'll like automatically populate how much you should be studying and you should be in a good place if you have a bar prep program that does that. If you don't and you're just like willy nilly like doing it on your own, you're just going to have to be rigorous and you're going to have to be dedicated and diligent, diligent, all the words. words. (laughs) (laughs) Like, um, what is it? Um, what's that one? That that sticker that we used to have? You're going to have to have grit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) Heard that a lot. So you're just going to have to be a baddie. Okay. And if you are full-time working and studying for the bar, message us if you need like a laugh. Cause I know it's going to be hard Yeah, and you'll need a meme or something. So for sure we are thinking about you now to end it all general bar prep motivation, really struggling. What's your advice? When times got dark during bar prep, because it can be very isolating. If you suffer any kind of depression or anxiety, it can definitely feel heightened, I feel like. Um, I would just try to bring it back to like, why are you doing this? And like, you have to remind yourself, like, why am I doing this? Right. Is it because I want to provide for my family? Is it because I want to? take people and get them out of jail for being wrongfully convicted, right? You have to find like your spark. And then once you find that, you'll get back on that horse and you're going to be like, yes, okay. It's like why people keep on taking the bar, you know? It's like you literally have to remind yourself of why you're working so hard, you know? I don't know. Absolutely. That's, that's what I would say. I think that it's a roller coaster. So first... Focus on feelings versus fact. Fact, you're going to take the bar exam in July. Feeling, I'm feeling very scared and nervous and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera about taking this exam. A fact is that you're going to take it. How you feel about it can change and you can change it and you have more control over that. So start there. And take a few deep breaths 
And again, realize that it's a roller coaster. Some days are going to be good and some days are going to be bad. And when it's dark, like you said, just remember it takes a lot to do this. This isn't an easy process. So give yourself a little credit. Remember that if you were working out, (laughs) this would be one of those moments where you're like, oh my God, like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. And, but you keep going like that's Mm -hmm. kind of what I imagine, but these are just like adverse situations that you face, right? These are just hard situations that you face and just kind of lean into that. And, uh, every day is a new day and make sure you're getting enough sleep. Yes. Take breaks, rest. I think that's the most important thing. Like if you are getting really, uh, fatigued and struggling, like take a break, like it's okay. You can take a break. This is your sign to take a break. Yes. If you've been working eight hours, if you've been working 12 hours. And when I say we don't want to hear that. No, 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 no. And like, what I mean is how many hours a day do you dedicate even thinking about studying? You know, we, sometimes people are like, I don't count those towards my billing hours, whatever. There's literally that idea around it. Can you believe it? That's not good. And that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, and some people have done that and it's worked, but it's continuously proven and shown recently that the percentage of people passing is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And that means it's like this hoop that you have to shoot through is getting smaller and smaller and more narrow. And then it, it's a numbers game at the end of the day, guys. So all you can do is work hard and that's the only thing you can control. And remember that you are very privileged to be able to take the bar exam. Um, a lot of people would kill to be in your shoes. And I think when it's also you remember that kind of can pump you up, bring a little confidence, be like, damn, I am a baddie. Like I get to take the bar exam, you know, like work, yeah. you know, hype yourself up. Absolutely. And I would do something that you want to do. If that's get an ice cream, if that's go for a run, if that's go for a bike ride, if that's go fishing, do everything I'm saying is outside. And it's also like, we just like, it's so hot and really get vitamin D, you know, but it's like, go to the movies. It literally is normal people stuff guys, because guess what? A lot of us like in law school, like didn't do normal people things, especially COVID babies. Like we did not do normal things. So you got to like live a little bit of normalcy. Um, Like this second time around, we didn't like the first time we like canceled Netflix and like, canceled all our subscriptions and like didn't watch TV. And like this second time around, like we would watch TV in the evening. Like I was reading books like for fun during bar prep. (laughs) So like, you know, do the things you love. All right, guys. Well, as Samantha said, we're going to have to finish this up in a few more parts. So until then, We hope that you enjoyed this first part of the bar exam Q&A. And if you have any more questions, make sure to follow us on the Ladies Who Law podcast on Instagram. And yeah, check out our website at ladieswholawschool.com and get you some merch. And we will talk to you in two weeks or sooner. Make sure and follow us on whatever listening platform. Yes, then you'll get the notification. Mm -hmm. Ah, So yeah. (laughs) Because we have a lot more 
answers to your questions mm-hmm. a lot. And a lot of these got like juicy, like there were some juicy questions. So I was like, sad we didn't get to them, but that just means mm-hmm. you guys have to listen next time. So stay tuned. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.